Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Kaylee and Joey. We pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 687, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. Text mom for a free quote at 636-395-0544. So I'm going to apologize now because they're laughing at my voice. I think that's what they're laughing at. Um, but I didn't want to miss doing the trip report and we didn't, we needed to do this show for this Friday. So I apologize that I sound groggy. Um, we got some sinus gunk going on and it's not helping that Missouri weather goes from 70 degrees to 20 degrees to 40 degrees to zero degrees. So I apologize to the listeners, um, but hopefully you'll get something out of this trip report. If you didn't listen to last week's show and you missed it, you may want to go back. It is episode 685. Uh, We're starting with day four of our Christmas Disney trip. And that was two days after Christmas, the 27th. And we went to Animal Kingdom. So for Animal Kingdom, we wanted to get there right as they open. At least, again, to remind all of our listeners, we were not staying on property for this trip. So they were already open at seven for their like, for the resort guests, it opened at 7 a.m. So we needed to be there at 8 a.m. for the actual open. That was our goal, at least, was to be there as close to eight as we could get there. And it really, it was pretty crowded, but honestly, I think I would have expected it to be more crowded. I don't know what you guys were thinking. I think I was just, I had like, huge crowds in my brain from all the times we've gone but i also was trying to factor in the pandemic and so not as many people are going so i didn't know what to expect i still think that this is crazy because again you and i had just been there in october and the only thing that i can factor that's different between this year and any other year that we've been there at christmas is that october was the 50th month and like so many people just thought they had to be there the first month of the 50th anniversary because I'm with you. I don't think that it was as many people. Yeah. Animal Kingdom definitely seemed very busy and I don't know if that's because there were a lot of people or if it's just because the layout of Animal Kingdom is just not it's not designed as a park first it's kind of just around the animals and that just makes it seem busier even if it isn't but Animal Kingdom definitely seemed like one of the busier parks. Well that's interesting to me because I didn't think it was as busy but it, it didn't see it didn't seem as busy as Animal Kingdom usually seems, but it it definitely felt more crowded at Animal Kingdom than it did the other parks. So right off the bat, Kaylee's trying to get an individual attraction selection for flight of passage. Again, she just mentioned we were not on property. This was a bummer for us. I I want to explain that I was on the app and we parked in the parking lot and I was on the app and there were times available for this ride. Now we had a reservation in Disney Springs for dinner. So we had to really watch this because it's not like we were gonna be at Animal Kingdom until they closed. So we needed to really get in there and get one of the earlier times in the afternoon if we could. Well, when I got on there, 
it already was showing like 3 p.m. time slots for this. And this is before we could even get in. This was before we could even get in the park. Well, we went through security and grandma got stopped. So I kind of got sidetracked by that, watching her and making sure she got through okay. And by the time I got back on there, they were completely sold out. It, the park had, I think it'd been open for maybe three or four minutes. I know, it was, it was within one minute of open to us. They were out. They were sold out completely and you could not buy it. So you could go wait the standby, but the standby was ridiculous again. It, I mean, you're, you're spending your park day doing that. And this is where we talked about how it's kind of ridiculous because you could pay for these packages and still not even guarantee like that you get what you want when you're paying these extra fees, which is ridiculous. Because yeah, if you're gonna pay money and guarantee that you get to do something you really wanna do, that's great. Like, cool, then you guaranteed you did it. But at the same time, you can't even pay and guarantee anymore because they sell out. And so we were just kind of, we were kind of bummed mainly for grandma because she couldn't ride the ride. For me, it's mostly, it's, it's annoying because if they didn't have the system, then the standby line would not go above two hours. So the system's like, oh, well, at least if the standby line's too long for you, you can buy a pass. Well, you can't buy a pass. So it's not only is it making it extremely annoying, you have to waste half your day at the park just waiting in line or buy a pass, but you can't buy the pass either. So your only option is wait half your day in the line if you want to ride this. Now, for some people, that might be what you want to do. But and I will say there's not as much to do in Animal Kingdom. Like you probably could wait for Flight of Passage and then still go get a good amount done. But at the same time, that's ridiculous that you'd have to wait that long for anything. But we've talked about this for probably too long, but we just wanted to let everybody know that, that those sell out. They are very, they go very quickly. Similar to when they were doing boarding groups for Rise of the Resistance, when they were still doing boarding groups. Correct. So we were of course disappointed, but we decided to make the best of it. We were checking times and then we immediately saw that Kilimanjaro Safari was pretty low. Um, now it said 35 minutes by the time we got there, but I, I, I think what Joey said at first was 15 minutes. It was like, it was maybe 25 at the lowest. We just knew that it wasn't gonna, it was a good enough wait that we were willing to wait it for Kilimanjaro. Well, anyway, when we got there, then it was posted 35 minutes. And of course, Kaylee was, and Joey were timing the rides to see so that we could report that to you guys to see how much are padded and how many were true to the time. And so we got in the line and we were moving like continually, kind of like when Brad and I were there and we were six feet social distanced. We were moving pretty much the whole time, moving, moving, moving. So we only waited 14 minutes and then we got on this ride and we were on the Simba number one, which thank you, Kaylee. I didn't even realize you wrote down which uh, Jeep we were in. And we had an amazing cast member that his name was Jason. That was our tour guide in the on the Kilimanjaro safaris. And we kind of felt sorry for him because I don't know how long he's worked there. He had great information. But when you're on Kilimanjaro Safari, if the animals get in the road, they don't move them out of the way because we're in their home, not the other way around. And so we have to be patient. And a giraffe got in the road. And so there, it was in front of the Jeep in front of us. So we were sitting there and stuff. And the guy was 
telling about the stuff he could see around there. And then my mom raised her hand and asked about a tree. And what did he say? There was like 126 different varieties of trees in that, in the... In the enclosure. Yeah. And he's like, and that is a tree I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I know, I know maybe 20 or so. So we kind of felt sorry for him. It was unfortunate. They definitely spent a lot more time studying the animals. And if we had been stopped pretty much anywhere else, he probably would have been able to look at some animals and give us more facts. Because each cast member has more facts about all the animals on the reserve than they can get out in one in one uh, ride on Kilimanjaro so that they can pad anything like that. But there was nothing to talk about just because we were right in front of that that tree I don't know what it's actually called but it's the one that grows upside down because it looks like the roots are coming out of the ground and so like he told us about that like they always do but then we were we were stopped there for about five minutes he was just like he didn't really know what to talk about because we were between areas and so there weren't really many and we couldn't really see any animals where we were but nonetheless it was still a good ride and I think grandma really liked it and since we did it the first thing in the morning, I think the animals were really active, so she got to see a lot of them, and she really enjoyed that. I think it was probably one of her favorite things on the whole trip, like attraction-wise, that we did. I would say that, I don't know for sure we're gonna interview her, but I thought it was cool because we got to see one of the baby hippos. Yeah, I don't think we'd ever seen those. We got to see them out in the out of the water as well, because they were actually, they were moving around out of the water, which we don't really get to see that much. We, Dad and I saw a baby hippo when we went with Mike and Angela. However, it was just a glimpse of it because we took them to Rafiki's Planet Watch and they're like, if you look really close, you can see this hippo. And we did like for a split second, we got to see it. But that was neat because we could really look at it. And the thing that I think I liked about Jason was, you know how sometimes the Jeep, uh, people that are driving the Jeep, they're stopped barely and you start to take the picture and then they take off and you're, I felt like he gave us a good pause time for most people to get a good picture of everything that we were seeing on that ride. Well, right after we got off there, we went and got some coffee. I really wanted coffee at least. So we went to Starbucks. We got some drinks while we were waiting for the Lion King show because that was the next thing we wanted to take grandma to see because we knew she was going to love that. So we found a nice shady spot over by where the festival of the lion king happens and we watched some boat cavalcades and that was really cool so we waited for that just took our time drinking our coffees and teas that we all got then we did um lion king and grandma loved that we went in there did that show which we have done several times and it is modified for the pandemic reasons like the cast has been lessened for their safety and for our safety there are parts of the show they cut out and then there are other parts they added to try and buffer. So if you've seen the show pre-pandemic and then you've seen it after, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. I definitely miss things like the tumble monkeys are not in it right now. There are just lots of things that it lacks, but I think they're doing a good job so that anybody who does not know what it's what it was pre-pandemic would still really love it. Like they're never gonna know the difference. The thing that I thought is interesting is you're right about that, Kaylee. They've cut the cast, but they were packing the people in. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they still were packing us in pretty tight. And like, I get that we're masked and everything, which like, don't get me wrong, makes a huge difference. If we were not, there's no way I would have gone in there to watch it. 
I would not have gone in there personally to watch it if we were not masked, but cramming us into spaces like they did pre-pandemic, they we can't do that. Like there were some things we did that in, in different parks where they really were just like packing us in like sardines. And it wasn't for a second. It was like a few minutes we would stand like that. Or for this show, we were sitting like that. And so it just is surprising some things they're still really packing people in because the capacity is higher, but also not the safest, I guess. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that they maintained the smaller cast and the downsizing of the show, but then they just had us sitting. They didn't even have us separate um, a space by family or group or whatever. So interesting. We'll move on. After that, we went to Satuli Canteen for lunch. And when we got there, we were happy to see that you were not allowed to get into the seating area at all unless you had your food ordered, which I believe they're only doing mobile order there, right? Correct. Yep. Yep. They're only doing mobile order there. Um, and so it was not such a scramble to find seats as it is everywhere else because you can't get in unless you have a reservation for food and there's a good amount of seating there as well. So we went in there and I forget exactly what we got. We got the, uh, the cheeseburger, uh, cheeseburger pods and we got, what was it? The noodles, garlic shrimp noodles, garlic shrimp noodles. Yes. Which was your favorite, Joey? Because mom and I have had these before, and this was your first time eating here. I split noodles and pods with someone else. I forget. It might have been grandma. Yeah, we all kind of split everything. Yeah, I got it. I got it with the intention of eating the noodles as my meal, and then I was going to try the cheeseburger pods. And I, the noodles were all right. I really, I really didn't like them as much as I thought I would. And the cheeseburger pods were very, very good. I love those. So now you know what we'll get next time. I was going to say, Dad liked those too. So Kaylee and I can still split and you guys can just get cheeseburger pods. Oh, yeah. After we finished eating, we knew we wanted to take Grandma to see Kite Tales. And Dad and Joey hadn't seen this yet either. But we had a little bit of time to kill before the next show. So instead of going straight there, we went to It's Tough to Be a Bug. It was posted as a 15 minute wait and we waited about 11 minutes from the time we walked under the sign to the, when we got in the theater. And it was a very, very cool experience for grandma. I think she liked it. She was pretty much intrigued by everything. Joey had mentioned this specific show of people. You felt like it was really talkative. Like it was supposed to be a show where people were not, like it's supposed to be a show. It's essentially a movie theater. It's themed, but it was, it's like a movie theater. But like anything would happen and then like, it'd be like every single person in the room would start a conversation with people next to them. And that's how loud it was the entire time. I'm like, what is going on? Like you can't even hear what they're saying. Spoiler alert, you have a couple moments where you're, get a little shock, I guess is a way to say it, when you're in there. And that was one thing that grandma was dying laughing about. Well, she didn't realize, she had asked me, she had, she went after the show, she went, why did you pinch my butt? She was unaware of the fact that like, it's built into the show, into well, the chair. I don't think she caught the theming because it, I, it was kind of hard to hear the part about the stingers because everyone, like the spiders had come out of the ceiling and everyone was still just screaming. They would just would not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, they, it was just a loud crowd to be with in that one. But nonetheless, we got out of there. Then we went over to Kite Tales. We ended up watching the Jungle Book version and we got there pretty much just in time, which was nice. And 
uh, grandma, I think, really liked it. And even, I think dad and Joey even said, like, you kind of wish it's more, but I like that they do specifically created instrumentals for this show. Like, they do these, like, instrumental medleys, and that's what you're getting to hear is all this music from the show and from the movies that they do it with. So I think that part's pretty cool, personally. After Kite Tales, we are very close by to Dinosaur, which is, uh, I think my family just endures it for me. It's definitely not their favorite ride, but... Oh, I love it. I love riding with Dad. It's an experience. It is an experience. That's I'll never forget that when... Um, we wrote it with Angela and Jamie, and then she went home and told Mike about it. And then when we wrote it with Mike, he was like, oh my gosh, Brad is so fun to ride this ride with. He just laughs the whole time that you're on there, but it was a posted 50 minute wait. And we only, or we waited exactly 50 minutes, but I felt like it was okay. We were talking and we were having chill time and it was whatever. I mean, you just have to do what you have to do. And um, I think my mom enjoyed that one too. I don't know what she was expecting because she was like, oh, we're getting in a Jeep. And then it was just the silly questions she was asking. And I'm like, I guess we didn't prepare her for this as much as I thought we had. She also was not listening to the pre-show, like at all. Because she she got in and she goes, ooh, what are we doing? Are we gonna go looking for fossils? I'm like, this whole video just- Oh, she said, are we gonna shoot a dinosaur? I thought- Yeah, I'm I'm like, we just watched a video explaining exactly what we're gonna do. Were you not, were you not watching it? <laughs> now you know where you get your ADHD, Joe. <laughs> After Dinosaur, we went to Expedition Everest and we decided that grandma probably should not ride that. And Kaylee was not feeling up to riding it. So mom ended up riding that with me. When we got in line, it was posted at 45 minutes and we waited 47 minutes by the end of it. I was a little confused because um, the signs up said that we had to, like, there were some signs up that said we had to wait, we had to wear a mask the entire line, but then we, because we go into a building, and then you come out of a building, so I was under the impression that even when you came out the building, once you had gone in the first one, you needed to keep your mask on, but then there was a sign at every, at the entrance to every building that said you need to wear a mask beyond this point, but there was never a sign where it was like, oh, you can take your mask off, so I was a little confused by that, but um, besides that, it was interesting. Um, we got on the ride, we were at, I believe we were at the back, the very back of the train. Yep. And um, there's some transitions in the middle of the ride where um, we, you switch directions. And they, it was, uh, they took a little long on those transitions. And I know based on the operations of this ride that if it takes too long, that the train behind you gets too close and then they have to shut the whole ride down and walk you off. So I really thought that had happened because we were up waiting to go down that hill for, we were there for at least 25, 30 seconds. And the longest you can sit there is like, I think 17. Um, so it was definitely interesting. But um, yeah, we were in the back car, so it made the forward sections uh, feel a lot more intense. The backward section was a lot, uh, the forces were a lot stronger, I guess, because we were just going faster at a different point. Uh, I'm not too sure. I might have grayed out. I can't tell because it's completely dark. So, but it was definitely a fun ride. So it, it really was a fun ride. And Joey was trying to explain to me why the back was going to be fun, but a different kind of ride. Cause I had always been either in the front or the middle. And he was like describing things to me. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay. It's, it's just mostly because this, it's so instead of going fast at the bottom of the hill, you're going slow down the hill and at the middle of the hill. Like, so by the time the, the rest of the train is pushing you along, you're already going up, which means that you're being pulled out of the hill 
So you're going to experience more forces at different parts of the ride. So it's, it's definitely interesting. Physics. After this, we went ahead and, and left Animal Kingdom. We looked at some stores on the way out, I think. It was like a couple. Um, but we went ahead and headed to Disney Springs because like Kaylee told you earlier, we had a di dining reservation. Well, we got there a little bit earlier than our dining reservation. And that's okay because we had eaten Satuli Canteen and I don't think we could have eaten any earlier anyway. And we've been telling you guys that we wanted to go to Gideon's we or get, go inside of it. We've been outside the building several times, but the wait had been horrendous. So I told Kayla, let's just go look. And sure enough, there was a line. But when I looked at it, it was only like 20 people deep, which I realized is a lot of people. But next to what we've been watching and last Christmas when we went, it was seven hour wait. It was insane. Uh, so I told Kaylee, I'm just getting in this line. And so we did. We got in the line. And uh, the lady gave Kaylee a little menu so that we could look at what cookies. We had them all, you know, in our brains of what we were going to do. And everybody that works there is dressed in black and almost makes you feel like you're going to a funeral. And um, so then they finally, you get up to the door and it didn't take that long. My mom said an hour, but I didn't think it was a full hour. I didn't feel like it was a full hour anyway. They were just letting in small groups at a time just you know to be social distance and so that it wasn't so crazy inside because it's rather small and i'm gonna let T kaylee talk about the look of the inside like the interior and and everything just for one thing so you don't have to listen to my nasty voice but also because she has good descriptive things that she says well the inside was not at all what i expected i mean the outside looks very sinister looking when you think about it but i just always I, I never would ever picture like a bakery with kind of a goth theme. And that's literally what it is. It almost is like they had Tim Burton come in and they're like, all right, Tim Burton, you are not making a film. You are creating a bakery, go kind of thing. Like all the little drawings of the cartoons, they're very Tim Burton-esque, like Nightmare Before Christmas kind of faces all over the walls. The theming is dark, the lighting is dim. Everything is lit very ominously even the baked goods like in the cases they're well lit you can see them but not traditionally at all usually a bakery is very clean very like everything's white usually yep. in a bakery because they want all the stuff to stand out they went opposite they're like we're going black and then everything else and then they've got all the lighting to complement it but it still worked but we ended up buying six cookies and these cookies are huge people like they're big um, our one yes our one friend described that when they are wrapped up they look like cheeseburgers that is what they look like when they're all wrapped up one cookie looks like a cheeseburger we ended up getting the krampus and the kringle one of each these were like the specialty ones for the holidays the krampus one was a chocolatey like a double chocolatey one with andy's mints all on the outside the kringle one i really liked it was kind of a coffee hinted or flavor not overwhelming coffee flavor with white chocolate chips all over the top. We bought a regular chocolate chip one, a triple chocolate one, which was like chocolate chip and then the batter was chocolate. And then we had ordered two pistachio toffee, which unfortunately we realized once we got back to our condo, they gave us three chocolate chip instead of the pistachio toffees, we ended up getting chocolate chip ones. And we never went back to like fix that issue. And I felt really bad because those were the ones mom was looking forward to the most. But that just means we got to go back. The thing with that is I um, there's not really a way to contact them. They didn't have a phone number. They gave an email 
for you to contact with questions for them to get back with you. And I haven't looked at my email this week, but even last week, they had still not responded to the fact that I emailed them and said we what we ordered and that we went home with three chocolate chip cookies and no pistachio toffee, which if you've listened to the show at all, Miranda has talked about those. Margie used to be on here and she would talk about the pistachio toffee. Everybody's told me they're amazing and then we didn't get them. Yeah, so that was disappointing, but we will get them sometime, I'm determined. So then at that point we waited, we went and waited for our reservation. We were eating at Paddlefish, that is like the boat-like restaurant. It's very much near the T-Rex restaurant that's similar to Rainforest Cafe, just with dinosaurs instead. And this meal was amazing. We kind of had like an, a kind of a, a flub with getting called. It was weird with this because every Disney restaurant, typically their service has the thing where you check in and then they'll text you when your table's ready. Well, we were sitting right outside the restaurant and then it was like 10 minutes past our reservation. And we checked in, I think 25 minutes before yeah. our reservation time. So dad went and checked and they were like, oh, well, we called you. And we were like, uh, no, you didn't. And because they had one lady coming out to call names for people and she never called our name. So we were like, if you did, you never left the front building, which was packed full of people and no room to stand. So we thought that was kind of weird. But anyway, we had an amazing dinner and even more so dessert. Joey had a snickerdoodle cheesecake, which was the bomb. Oh yeah, I don't remember what I had for dinner. <laughs> I had this iceberg salad, which was like, I remember it because it literally was like, they cut the iceberg lettuce in half. They put the ranch dressing in the center of it and then all the toppings on top of the ranch. So then when I cut the lettuce up, it all just like, poured out like the ranch poured out onto everything it was delightful joey had shrimp and grits yeah shrimp and grits i remember being, i remember whatever it was was spicy and it didn't say it was on the menu because when i went to order because when i went to order it she told me that it was spicy but it wasn't on the menu i think that some people think that shrimp and grits are supposed to have a little kick to it for some reason i was not complaining <laughs> i love spicy food but i had I need to make myself try something different because we've been there three or four times now and I keep getting the same thing, but so delicious. It's just a light um, olive oil sauce, like garlic and olive oil with angel hair pasta and asparagus and tomatoes. It was so good. Yum. And dad had catfish. Did grandma have catfish too? I can't remember. I don't remember what grandma had, but she really liked it, whatever it was. She did and she shared key lime pie, delicious. She had clam chowder, I believe, at the beginning. That was an appetizer. Oh, that's right. She got a salad and clam chowder, I think. Good memory, Joey. But after dinner, we decided to call it a day and we headed back to the resort and we were in for the night. And our day five was actually another off day, which we desperately needed because this was kind of our off day to sleep. The first off day, we did not really sleep in. This was kind of more of our chill, we're not really gonna do that much until we eat kind of day. So I got up uh, a little bit early. I We worked out a bit. Mom and I actually went down to the workout room, which is always intimidating. I hate that, but I, we did it. We had a pool day. Uh, for a little bit, it was pretty chilly, but mom, grandma, and I did lay out by the pool for a little bit and got, got some sun. And it was really just that. It was resting, chilling, hanging out until it was time for dinner. It was glorious. It was. 
we went to dinner at Ohana. And if you remember from last week's trip report, we went to the Ohana breakfast on our day one. And this was the dinner that Joey was really looking forward to. He was super pumped. So I'm going to let him take the reins on this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, they brought out, uh, they opened with pineapple bread, right? Or is it? No, that's for that's only for breakfast. Joey's in breakfast mode. The salad and rolls. I wouldn't know about the salad. <laughs> I, I The salad is good. I'll speak to the salad then. The salad is very good, but I always feel bad because I only eat a little bit of it because there's so much other delicious food. Mm-hmm. And I had a little bit of the bread, but I did hold off on the bread this time just because I knew what was to come and I <laughs> I wanted to eat as much of that later as I could. Then they brought out the teriyaki, the sweet teriyaki noodles and then they brought out a platter of it was pot stickers um, broccolini I think broccoli. And they called it broccolini it was broccoli. Oh fancy and then there was, what was the chicken called? They just had wings it was, it was, I think they had a fancy name for it but it was like chicken wings with a special sauce and then there was one other thing on that platter sweet tangy barbecue wings the noodles were also on that platter that's what it was, I thought they brought the noodles separately but it's part of that they considered those three things appetizers and our family could have just made a meal off that I would have just keep. I would have just kept asking for more and more of those. Yeah, and for the listeners who don't know, this is family style the same way the breakfast is, only it's dinner food. So the the opener was the salad and the bread, and then they bring what they call the appetizers. So I guess they have like a light opener, and then they've got the appetizers, which are heavy openers, which we just talked about, and then they've got the main portions, which which was they had some steak, they had uh, chicken. And then they had, what was the other one? Shrimp. Shrimp, yes. I will say this time specifically, not so much the last time I had, the, had it there. It was 2019 was the first time we had it, that I had it. I mean, uh, I definitely liked all of it a lot. Whereas this time around, I didn't like the on, like the main entrees as much. I like the steak, the especially the piece I had was definitely charred. The chicken, I did not, I didn't even try the chicken. It just, it didn't look too appetizing. Kaylee had some of it and she said it was it was good. It it was the kind of chicken that it's like really like wood grilled chicken where the outside is like blackened. So it did have a very kind of smoky taste. So if you were not into that, it you might not have liked it. Yeah, because I heard grandma saying the chicken was burnt. Yeah, she said the chicken looked dry and it was burnt. She didn't actually try it though, so I don't It was not dry at all. It was not burnt if you actually picked it up. It just looked burnt. I didn't. I didn't actually end up trying the chicken just because I didn't want to have to take an entire piece. I didn't think to bar off someone else's plate. I really don't regret that though. And then I had the shrimp. It was also that. It was also pretty good. Uh, I ended up deciding about after I had one try of the shrimp and the and the um, steak. The steak. I was just gonna keep asking for more of the appetizers because I was just. I was very content with pot stickers and the sweet teriyaki noodles. And so I just. I asked for another platter. We got. I had some more pot stickers. And then by the time we got through all the entrees and then I got through more of the appetizers, it was around time for dessert. Which they bring this delicious, what they call bread pudding, but it honestly is way more like it's cake. Pineapple upside down cake. It's really similar to that. It really tastes like pineapple upside down cake. And they brought two for our table since there were five of us. They brought two it's this huge chunk of cake and then they just dump a mound of caramel sauce on top of it homemade and yes 
and vanilla ice cream. It's some very good ice cream too. Joey and I demolished one of them on our own. Like this was the meal that I was probably suffering the most on the whole trip. Like I was suffering after this meal. It was worth it, but I was suffering. And right before they brought out dessert, I had asked for an entire thing of just pot stickers because I that was what I was really I had had enough noodles. I just wanted more pot stickers. So they brought out that and then I had one more pot sticker and I left the rest of them for a, I had a box of them for later so after we finished up the dessert. And they let you they let you take them home. Yep, they let us get just pot stickers and they let me take them home too. And our waitress our main waitress was Kathy and there was another waitress that was I think she was just doing other tables and she just happened to help out a couple times whenever we needed stuff. She was the one that got me the thing of pot stickers that was Gabrielle. So they both did a great job. Big shout outs to both of them. So then we headed to Disney Springs because we, even though we had been there the night before, we didn't get to shop and we wanted to look at things to see if there were any souvenirs that we wanted to get. Meanwhile, I haven't even told my kids this. I had two gift cards for Disney and did not use either one of them while we were at Disney. How dumb is this? Sounds right. Sounds about right. But it was a little, um, a little overwhelming to me. And Kaylee's usually the one that gets more overwhelmed than all of us right now since the pandemic, but you, it was crowded. It was more crowded that day than it was the day before. And so we just made it up our minds. We're like, okay, what do we need to go to? We're going to World of Disney. We're going to Disney style co-op and then we're out of here. And I thought about going to Disney style, but by the time we got done, it, I mean, not Disney style. What was that? We didn't go to Disney style. We Trendy. Yeah, we, we went, went to Trendy. We went to Trendy. I was going to go to Disney style, but it was on the other side of Disney Springs. And by the time we spent the crazy amount of time that we did in those two places, Kayla's like, are you sure? And I'm like, are you sure? And we were like, yeah, we're not doing it. It just was just too many people. Me and dad went in World of Disney with them. And um, after I had seen I wasn't going to get anything, I went outside and dad was watching the band they had there and uh, I just went with him because I didn't want to go to the other stores and that was about it. After we went home that night, um, we were pretty tired. So they all went to bed. I first I had my uh, I had my the rest of the I finished that those pot stickers that night, too. I didn't didn't even make it to another day. And to be fair, I, I, I ate a lot there. I ate more than any of the rest of them did. And I they were all like, oh, roll me out of here. I walked out and I felt I felt very content, but I was not, I was, I was at a good point. I was not at all over full and, um, I significantly more than the rest of them. To be fair, I had not eaten at all that day. I, because I wanted to have as much room as I could for that meal, but just very, it was a very good meal. <laughs> I'm glad it was worth it for you. So again, we headed back after Disney Springs. We pretty much got ready for bed because we knew we needed to get to Hollywood Studios when it opened in the morning. And we decided to take friendship, uh, a friendship boat to the park. So that is how we ended up getting there. So we took a friendship boat from Yacht and Beach, Yacht Club. And Beach Club and we hopped a friendship boat over there. And the same thing happened on this day that we had the problem with on Animal Kingdom Day, where we were mm. on there and I was hawking the app for the individual lightning lane selection for Rise of the Resistance. And they were sold out even before the park opened to non-resort guests. So those were gone. 
and it we didn't even have the option yes this was that was before yes and we did buy genie plus for this day because we wanted to ride some other things besides rise of the resistance we were gonna pay to ride that but we couldn't even do that because those slots were all bought out by resort guests and so yes and i'm gonna i'm gonna take over on this next part just because i want to talk about the genie plus and the system and how it's kind of poor all right so once we had realized that we weren't going to be doing rise of the resistance we went to get genie plus to book a slot for i wanted to ride uh smugglers run i know the rest of my family is not exactly star wars fans but i wanted to ride it and i knew that we were i was not going to convince my family to wait in a standby line for that any any standby line that that ride would actually have at any point so we got one and we were looking on the friendship boat and the slots were at like seven and then 715 and then 720 so we clicked and then all of a sudden a 325 slot opened which we assume that means someone that had a 325 slot canceled it and so we clicked it and we clicked book that well you said buy this like we said we want this lightning lane we'll take it and then it pulled us over to the part where we had because we hadn't paid for it yet so we it pulled us over to the part where you have to pay for genie plus and then we figured oh we clicked on the 330 the 325 time and then it made us buy it now we've got the 325 time no we clicked on the 325 time it made us buy it and then it took us back to the ride so that we could then pick our slot which it made it seem like we were going to get the slot we clicked on but it really made us pay and then pick a slot at which point it was gone and we lost uh 30 minutes from the time before so we were down to a 750 slot as opposed to the 325 that we tried to get which it was just it, it was it seemed very annoying because like, it, it was deceiving it made it seem like we were going to get that 325 slot yeah, it, that was a really big, I thought like, kind of like what you said, it felt like we were deceived a little bit in that part where we were lucky that we could take that. We took the 750, but we had a reservation this night. And so we had to take that. Like if it had been any later, we probably could not have taken it because we had a reservation. And so if that happens for other people, like there are some things you just can't take because you've got things going on. Now, obviously, that's like the give and take of going here, people. But at the same time, that's frustrating when there was one available that you could get on. And then the whole reason you didn't get it is because of their process, not because of something you did. And it was not only their process, but that their process was different than they than it was advertised to be. Yeah. But anyway, entering this park was the busiest of any yet. And it seems pretty consistent with all the news Hollywood Studios is just always been so crowded. Like recently, it's just crowded. And it was kind of making me nervous just how long the lines were, how many people there were. But we got through, we got in. The first thing we did was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It was posted at 55 minutes. We ended up waiting 45 for it. Joey, Dad, and Grandma, this was their first ride on this ever. And they really liked it. Joey mentioned that he thinks this ride technology is really well done. And I agree. I think it is really well done and it is worth the wait, I think. I think it was definitely worth a 45 minute wait. And you can tell that with Remy's that the technology, they were like, oh, we have this technology, let's use it. Whereas with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, they were like, we have this idea, let's make technology to make it work. So I think that helped. And so, yeah, so we rode that, that was our first thing. It was really good and we all enjoyed it. So afterwards, Kaylee was needing some caffeine to get her uh, moving. Kaylee needed her bean water. Correct. She needed some coffee. And I wanted my mom to see One Man's Dream because everybody should see that one. 
I like to visit it every time because I see something different that I didn't notice from the time before. But if you've never been in there, it's a lot of memorabilia from Walt Disney and the things that he did that led up to Disneyland and then to Disney World and making movies and all the things about him are in there. And then you get to watch a little 20 minute um, biography about him. And so we decided to do that. Kaylee went to get coffee with Joey and I will let Kaylee talk about her coffee adventure. Well, I just went to Joffrey's with Joey because Starbucks is always the one with the line. We wanted to avoid Starbucks. She had asked, do you want to go to Starbucks? And I thought, sure. So we started walking towards it. And then I realized I was thinking it was like a stand. I realized it was that building on the corner. And I was like, no, I do not want to wait in that line. Let's go to Joffrey's. Let's avoid that line. So we went to the Joffrey stand, which is right at the, it's right next to One Man's Dream at the entrance of Toy Story land. Like where, where Toy Story, the entrance to Toy Story Midway Mania used to be. Yeah. We waited just as long for this coffee as we did for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Like not even kidding. 45 it's minutes. <laughs> not even that the people in the stand were going slow. Like I think there were two or three people in there. It's just, they were going as fast as they could for what they were doing. And like some people who were going up to the counter were ordering like four and five coffees, probably for their whole family. And they were like the one person waiting in the line and ordering five drinks. So then it was taking forever. And I mean, I will say it was a delicious coffee. So I will say I was not disappointed, but that was ridiculous. Yeah, they definitely need more coffee stands, even if they're not gonna run them all day long during like early morning hours, they need to have more places to get coffee so that you can because like they can't just cram more people in that same coffee. That coffee stand is real small. So there, there's not really any more people they could put in there. They're at maximum capacity on that. Yeah. Well, one thing we kind of want to tell you guys, this day was very crazy for Hollywood Studios. Yes. There were so many rides, like almost all the big ticket attraction rides in this park, if, if not all of them, were down. They were closed at some point during the time we were there that day. Smuggler's Run and um, Toy Story Midway Mania were the only e-ticket attractions that were up the entire day. So Rock and Roller Coaster was closed from the from park open from when the resort's guests could get in until 12:30. Yeah, 12:30ish when Joey here was hawking the line and he was able to get on. He was first ride, first car. Yeah, not first car, first ride though. Oh, first ride, he got on. This was open no more than 20 minutes and it went down again. Yes, I had seen that they were selling the, they were giving out slots for uh, Genie Plus at 1240, even though it wasn't open. So we had, we had hawked that for a little while and then we ended up having to go do something else. And um, I... I decided that later on I would split off and I waited and waited and waited and I all of a sudden there's some more people, there's more cast members gathering around the entrance and then all of a sudden I just got this feeling. I hopped up, waited about three minutes in a makeshift line because te that's technically not in line because the ride was closed and then um, a cast member said that there's not, he would not confirm nor deny that they were about to open. He just had the sign in his hand that said standby line here and it, he was holding it upside down. And um, after three minutes of waiting in that makeshift line, we walked all the way through. They had the scene playing in that little room with Aerosmith, but they didn't stop us in that room. They, we just walked through it with the scene playing and we just got right on the first train. Well, we've been back since you guys came back on the 31st. We came back on the 1st of January and they are still having issues with that ride, rock and roller coaster. 
as far as I know, Monday, January 10th was the first time that it stayed open for an entire day. Wow. And I'll say that this is a re this is really a rumor because I don't I remember hearing it from a, someone passing by the next day that there is apparently issue with the people that run rock and roller coaster. Oh, Dad, apparently do a this. bunch apparently a bunch of them were getting COVID, and so they were having problems getting enough people that were negative to come in to run the ride. But that was Which, definitely that interesting. seems crazy. Well. Another ride, Rise of the Resistance, it went down an hour after park opened. It reopened an hour and a half later. So it was down for a good hour and a half. So then all the other rides were inflated, like ride times were inflated during that time. Tower of Terror went down three times throughout the day. Crazy, we will talk more about that later. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway went down for an hour, some point during this day. And Slinky Dog Dash also went down at some point during the day. For, I'm not quite sure about how much time. I think it was around an hour as well. In Slinky Dog was only down for about 20 to 30 minutes. It wasn't bad, but it was down, and it was yeah. annoying to see yet another large ride down, which just meant more people not in line, more people out doing other things. Yes, so crazy. But we ended up going to lunch. That was what we did after I got my coffee. So that was kind of crazy. Like I did, I had coffee, and then it was almost time for lunch. We actually ordered this in the car on the way to the Yacht and Beach Club to go to Hollywood Studios that morning. We thought really far ahead. Mom and Joey got grilled cheese. I got the barbecue brisket sandwich and dad and grandma got the tachos. We all had very good things to say. Yes. The thing with Woody's lunchbox, and I, I think Joey would agree with me here, it's the same kind of thing as Satouli Canteen. You can't get into that seating area for Woody's lunchbox until your food until you show that your food's like ready to be picked up, which is nice. But for Woody's Lunchbox, you don't have to mobile order. I don't think. I don't think you do. And also, uh, no, 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 you don't because there was a long line and then we we bypassed that line. Okay. So the problem is seating is a nightmare in there. Again, you just like have to hawk everything. And then I don't blame these people, but we it's just frustrating to see these people who probably have families in the standby line to get food, but they're holding these tables with five and six chairs and they don't have food yet. And then there are these families walking around that mobile ordered with food and they don't have anywhere to sit. So in some ways that frustrates me because this is kind of a seating area where you need to sit, eat and get out. Like it's not a chill area. Also the seating is just, it's more limited there. There's For just sure. not as much as, as there is at Satuli. This land is limited. It's also like Satuli kind of feels tucked away in like, because it's in a busy part of the park, Satuli is. So, but it's more, it feels more tucked away. Whereas Woody's Lunchbox is like, oh, you're in the middle of Toy Story Land. It's like, oh, look, there's a food place that's very visible from everywhere in this land. So we literally were at a standing table that was very small. All of us were just standing around it in the corner. Like, like if you had, if you had stools for that table, I would say you probably could fit three people there maybe yeah so we ate it was good nonetheless but we were able to eat yes. and we were shaded so that was nice too right after that we ended up going to the frozen sing-along because we did want grandma to see that i did not joey did not go do that he went off to do his own thing we did the frozen sing-along we waited about 20 minutes funnily enough this was like probably one of the hottest times of the entire trip was standing in this line because it is not shaded if you're not in the little overhang we waited about 20 minutes to get in and we sat in the very back of the theater, but grandma thought it was really cute. 
and she was having a lot of fun. I will say one cool thing is even if you're not a fan of the sing-along part, the two hosts that you get, the two historians of Arendelle are always hilarious because they're different every time and they have their own repertoire that they can use and so they they riff off of each other and it's really fun and they've even added some COVID friendly jokes in there so those make it a little more fun too more for the adults because they know how many adults are having to sit and suffer through that that don't want to so they try to add in the humor that like dads would like and they're like we know you know the words because they never stop listening and things like that where they throw in the sarcastic humor that kids aren't going to catch but adults get it so joey at this point he was on his own so yes i decided i did like well i i don't hate the frozen sing-along i always make jokes it's like oh the frozen sing-along i don't hate it it's just i like i realized that we were not going to have time to wait in line for rock and roller coaster because it was closed and when it came up it was going to be a long line so I was like, oh, I'll see if they'll open it up. Because I had seen that it was going to be open at 1240. And then I went through it, like I had said, first car of the day. Um, and I got, I came out. I was considering getting back on it. And I checked the standby. And they didn't have a time posted. But the but the cast member said that her, her conservative estimate would be 50 minutes. And I, I was not willing to wait 50 minutes to ride Rock and Roller Coaster a second time. If I hadn't ridden it yet and it was 50 minutes if i hadn't ridden it on that trip I, I probably would have been willing to wait that but i'd just ridden it and i was like i don't really mind to ride it again not for that line and the single rider line had not opened yet at that point and so i walked my way over to tower of terror i was gonna hop in line there to find out that it was also down at that time now it had been up that point because rock and roller coaster hadn't opened at all until 12 30 p.m where Tower of Terror had been up and it had been down once that day and it was back up again. Now it went down and so I'd asked where's the standby line coming at and it was right there at the end of the street. So I waited on the curb like by a lamp, like a lamp pole. I was waiting for it to open up and sure enough it opened up. I hopped right in the line. Now there was already people in line beforehand so they don't kick you out of the line if you stay in line but they won't let you get in line when the ride's closed. Now what was bothering me was that as I was waiting in this line there were people walking by talking about how cool that ride was and it sounded like some of these kids were sounding like they had just ridden it so i asked one of the families walking by did you just get off the ride and they said yes we just got off tower of terror and i said about how long ago were you in the ride vehicle and they said uh no more than three minutes and the ride had been down for 20 minutes at this point so i knew they were still riding they were still running this ride and letting the people in line ride it even though it was listed as closed and they weren't letting new people in the line so i was a little confused as to what the heck was going on with tower of terror but that was interesting but once it opened up i hopped in the line uh there was no posted time because they had just opened it and they don't they don't post time for stuff like that i waited 50, 35 minutes um to get on the ride vehicle, not counting pre-show and stuff like that. And uh, by the time I got out, I uh, met back up with mom and Kaylee, and I'll, sh I'll say what you guys can say what you guys did before that point. So while Joey was doing all that, at that point we were venturing through the stores on Hollywood Boulevard. That is the street on the way to Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. So we were looking in stores there because there's some really cute stuff in there that you can't find in a lot of other stores in Disney World. So we looked through there, looked specifically at some t-shirts, some other things that they've got in there. And at that point, it was time for the Beauty and the Beast musical, which we all watched together. And we had snacks at this point. We had packed snacks in the bag. So at this point, we were already kind of hungry, which is kind of funny. We're condensing the trip report, but 
it had some decent time had passed since our lunch so we were all kind of snacky at this rate so we were snacking we watched the beauty and the beast musical which is social distanced and slightly interesting that it is so and we're going to kind of touch on that a little bit later when we compare it to indiana jones but right after beauty and the beast we were like let's just go do the lightning mcqueen mcqueen racing academy because it's right over behind ho- or it's right behind tower of terror and rock and roller coaster we did that it's a cute little show it's like 15 minutes especially if you have little kids and they love cars they're gonna love that cute little thing interact with lightning mcqueen little show air conditioned if you go in the hot months definitely recommend after Lightning McQueen, Kaylee had been having a hankering for a num num cookie. She was positive that she was having one of those before we left Hollywood Studios because you can't get them somewhere else. And I remember the first time, and she probably talked about it on that report. She's like, Oh, I'm really hungry. I can eat this whole thing by myself. And I said, Okay, we'll let you see it. And it literally is like a small pie, this num num cookie is, but it's like perfectly made and, um, Like it's not overdone, like so super crunchy, but it's not raw, but it's, I mean, it's just perfectly done. And so she got to have her num num cookie and we got to sit and then just like hang out for a little bit before it was time for us to go see uh, Indiana Jones. So we went to Indiana Jones. We did do a lightning lane for this because at this rate, we had done a lightning lane for some things throughout the day and things were starting to run out. So we figured we were just using the Genie Plus, like we paid for it, we might as well be using it. So we used our lightning lane for that, got in for the 445 show and we went and saw this, the cast was, they did great, like they did a great job. And this show was recently, pretty recently brought back, but it, we, we're questioning some things after seeing this compared to Beauty and the Beast, where the cast came out and they all were like, this is our crew, these are our stunt members, blah, blah, blah. And they were like hugging each other. Nobody had masks on either. Well, they're together all the time, they're a crew. So, I mean, I'm sure everybody, like the listeners, you can realize some of your close colleagues, I'm sure you don't wear masks around everybody and you probably hug people. But Joey brought up a really important fact or a really important point, I guess. I was really confused when I saw her hug him, and it wasn't even like, it wasn't just like the main actress hugging the the Harrison Ford stunt double. It was like her hugging like the pyrotechnics guy, or at least I don't know if he's actually the pyrotechnics guy or if he just plays the pyrotechnics guy as an actor. Regardless, they were hugging, and uh, it was interesting to see because they're letting everyone, these people are all huddled together, they're hugging, and then you go watch the Beauty and the Beast show and it's like Belle and Beast, like Beast is dying and she's like weeping six feet away from him on the ground instead like not hugging him. And it's, it, it just seems odd. It's like the Titanic recreated through Beauty and the Beast saying, I'll never let go and she's not touching him. And it's very awkward to watch. It, it was just, it was weird. So we're kind of just like, where, why are there rules for some shows to be so distanced? And why not other ones? Especially when Beast is in a costume. I didn't understand that. And I think that um, I'm wondering if they're in two different actors guilds because it was a long time before they brought back Indiana Jones versus when they brought back Beauty and the Beast because Beauty and the Beast has been back since sometime last year. And they literally opened Indiana Jones the week that we were coming back or we came 19th of December is when it opened and we were there on the 27th. So it had only been open for a short time and i'm wondering if they were in two different acting guilds and that's why 
one acting guild was allowed to touch each other and the other one wasn't but it's a very interesting beauty and the beast show if you watch it the way that we did so we are going to stop because we have a lot more exciting things to tell you about hollywood studios but the show has gone on for more time than we realized because we wanted to share the different things with you especially with the new genie plus and everything so i want to thank kaylee and joey again for helping me with part two of our disney trip uh we are sorry we're hoping that you're enjoying and finding this information valuable we will be doing part three for you for next week a few final reminders is if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 636-395-0544 if you would like to book a trip or just want a free quote text the number that mom just mentioned you can make a reservation for a 200 dollars refundable deposit you can also check us out on our social media accounts yourstorytravel.com our facebook page the mousecapades podcast or the tiktok account your story travel be sure to listen to wednesday's show as we dish out the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang as always thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears the mousecapades podcast well kaylee and joey i think it's about that time disney love and pixie dust no capes have a magical day my friends <laughs>